Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. This is Relationship Radio, an extension of Marriage Helper International. Hosted by renowned marriage and relationship expert Dr. Joe Beam and CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes. We answer your questions directly with research based principles that you can implement immediately. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Relationship Radio. It's scary. Sometimes just absolutely frightening. It's also frustrating and it can definitely make you angry. It's when you believe, as a matter of fact, maybe almost completely convinced that your spouse is cheating on you, that he or she is involved with somebody else, yet you don't have enough proof to absolutely know. A great portion of you says, I know it's happening, but I just need to have some proof. Another part of you is, no, maybe I'm altogether wrong. Maybe it's not happening at all. What we want to do in this video is share with you a roadmap for you to assess whether or not it's likely that your spouse is cheating. And we're actually going to use that word, roadmap, and give you a point for each one of those letters. Only we're going to take the road and abbreviate it as RD, like you see on a map. So RD map, roadmap. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Bean with Marriage Helper. And here with me is Kimberly Holmes. Kimberly is the CEO of Marriage Helper, the organization for which we both work. And Kimberly, we see a lot of situations where infidelity actually takes place. But we also interact with a lot of people who are wondering, Mm-hmm. Is my husband cheating? Is my spouse cheating? Mm-hmm. And it's a miserable place to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, it absolutely is. The people, I mean, when you're in that situation and you don't have proof, but you feel like if you just snooped or maybe put something on your spouse's car, maybe you could get proof. But then you hear other things we talk about at Marriage Helper and think, that's not what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you do when you just want an answer? You really just want to know. So that you can figure out what you need to do to move forward. And so today, we're going to share with you that roadmap. Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to be R-D-M-A-P, roadmap. Each mm-hmm. letter stands for something. Mm-hmm. Now, please hear this. It will not necessarily give you definitive proof as to whether or not your spouse is cheating. Mm-hmm. And please don't listen to this and hear one thing we say and say, oh, he or she is doing that one thing. <gasps> now I know for sure it's happening. Mm-hmm. Be wise. We're going to give you a way to assess it. But in and of that, it does not necessarily give you every answer. But but we will show you how to find the answer if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Now, Kimberly, as we talk about this, the roadmap, R-D-M-A-P, to find out or to assess, I should say, whether or not your spouse is cheating. The first one, the R, stands for respond. It has to do with the way your spouse responds to you. Mm-hmm. Now, notice everything about the roadmap has to do with something that has changed, mm-hmm. meaning it's not the way it used to be. Something is different. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about any of these, we're looking specifically for changes. So under each of these, we're going to give you 
three points under the R, D, M, A, P, three points under each one. So pay attention to them all. And so when we're talking about the way your spouse responds to you, has he or she started evading questions that you ask? In other words, you may even think they're kind of innocuous questions, but what happens is that it has changed. Rather than having conversations where you ask, like, how did it go today? And he or she answers. Now, when they answer, they're doing it in a way that appears to be evasive, like vague answers or answers that are not really telling you anything or even changing the subject. Mm. Now, again, if this is how he or she's always talked, that's a different animal. Mm -hmm. But if typically you could have these conversations and when you ask questions, you've got the answers that made sense to you, Mm -hmm. but now the person is beginning to be evasive, Mm -hmm. then that is a sign that maybe something is going on. And Kim and I guess we should say right here, it doesn't necessarily always mean infidelity. Mm. It could be they're into something that's, say, an addiction. Like maybe they're into some kind of pornography and are trying to hide that from you. Or that they're into gambling and try to hide that from you. And so this roadmap can help you understand how it might be one of those things as well. But particularly and specifically here, we're going to be talking about the roadmap when it comes to assessing the possibility of infidelity. So the first one under the R is they're being evasive. The second thing is they begin to accuse you of not trusting them. As a matter of fact, let me say things like, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. There's nothing going on here. And and they keep saying those things Mm -hmm. back to you until you begin to question, well, maybe, maybe I'm just being too jealous. Now, there is a possibility that sometimes people really are too jealous. Mm -hmm. So what you have to assess here again is the change. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because there's this concept that's come up in the past five years and the uh, realms of psychology, I don't think real psychology, but of people who... Pop psychology. Yeah, pop psychology, yeah. that's what it's uh, called. Right. Called gaslighting. Have you heard uh, about this? Yeah, yeah. And that's what it made me think of when you talked about accusing you of not trusting or accusing you of doing things different. I'm wondering if sometimes the people who feel like their spouses are doing this to them, part of them... They're just being crazy. But part of them, it could be that their spouse is into something. They might be, you know, having an affair. They could be addicted to painkillers, whatever it might be. And instead, it may feel to that person like they're gaslighting me. But really, there's some kind of accusation to cover something up that could be happening. Which leads me to the third thing, which actually fits gaslighting even more. Mm -hmm. You see, gaslighting actually comes from a movie. Mm -hmm. It was an Alfred Hitchcock movie way back in the old, I think, black and white movie days, Mm -hmm. where the, the husband really was trying to convince the wife that she was insane. And that's the third thing here. So the first one is they become evasive. The second one is they start accusing you. You ask questions or you make comments or statements And they're throwing it back at you, like, why are you causing a problem when there is no problem? But the third part of that really is closer to the gaslighting thing, which is they begin to question your sanity. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Have have you been eating the wrong food? Have you been Mm -hmm. drinking the wrong things? Have you been hanging out with the wrong people? Mm -hmm. And actually can sometimes actually get you to start questioning your own sanity. Mm -hmm. Now, again, these are changes. So let's go to the next one. That's the R, because we're going to talk about a couple of things when we get through the roadmap, like what if you come to the conclusion that you think your spouse is having an affair? How do you affirm it? We'll talk about that. And if he or she is, Mm -hmm. what do you do then? Mm -hmm. Now, the second thing in this has to do with the D, like RD, cynical road. And that's when you start getting different treatment from his or her friends or family. What I mean by that is this, Kimberly, sometimes when people get into things, whether it's an addiction or an affair, if they're being unfaithful, sometimes their best friend or close family members know. 
Hmm. Because while they're hiding it from everybody else, they have to have some allies. Now, I say have to have. That's not necessarily true. But often want some kind of an ally. Mm -hmm. I need somebody to cover for me. I need somebody to understand this and help me. Or even somehow to even alleviate their guilt. They need to talk to somebody. And so it might be a very close friend or even a close family member. And so if, Mm -hmm. and and again, we're always talking about change here. Mm -hmm. If that person, your spouse, if his or her family or friends start treating you differently, because all this is about things that change, start looking for things like this. They may be uncomfortable around you. Before they weren't. They were gregarious. They were happy to be there. All kinds of conversations took place. But now whenever you're around them, and it might not be all of his friends or her friends, all of his family or her family, we're talking about someone that he or she may have confided in. And now when they're around you, because they know about this, they start being uncomfortable. Or the second heading under that, they start avoiding you. Mm. Like, hey, wait a minute. Before, whenever I'd come around, they'd walk across the room, speak to me. But now if I'm where they are, they duck off here or they get involved over there. And it's like, wow, why is this person avoiding me? Or even the third one is that when they do look at you, they display emotions that don't seem to fit the situation. Mm. Like, for example, they look at you and they look embarrassed. Or they look at you and they look guilty. Or they look at you and maybe you see sympathy. Like they feel sorry for you or even the fact that they are angry with you because maybe if indeed your spouse is involved in these situations, he or she is convinced the other person about how bad you are and the things you do. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we're talking about change. Right. If these people have always been like that. Right. Then don't pay any attention to it. Right. And this one is so difficult. Well, all of these are, but mm-hmm. this one's very difficult as well because you can convince yourself Well, they're treating me differently Mm -hmm. because you're looking for reasons or you're looking Mm -hmm. for things. So the encouragement here is to really try and be as unbiased as you can be. And of course, remember, this is one of five total things we're talking about. Mm -hmm. This one in isolation may or not mean anything, but this one combined with Mm -hmm. especially more of the others could just give you more of a reason to think maybe something's going on and maybe I need to look into that. But it's not to get you to worry more. No. And that's an excellent point. Don't take Mm -hmm. just one of these things and think, ah, That means something bad's going on. We're talking about a combination of several things here. And so understand, that's the D. Let's go to the M, the map. Look for things that are missing. Now, Mm -hmm. don't just do this all the time, as Kimberly just said. Mm -hmm. If you have pretty strong suspicion that something's going on that shouldn't be going on, then look for missing time. What I mean by that is that he or she typically would be at this place at this time, but now they're not. And all of a sudden, they're working a lot of overtime. Mm. Like, wait a minute, uh, where are you? Or I got hung up with my buddy and he's telling me all about his problems. And and so I'm spending time with him a lot, just listening to him. Mm -hmm. Now that might be legitimate. Mm -hmm. That actually might be true. But when you have missing time and not just once, Mm -hmm. maybe not even twice or three times, but it begins to be a pattern of, I don't know where you are. Mm -hmm. And that is what we mean by missing time. I don't know what you were doing there during that period of time. I know what you told me. Oh, Mm -hmm. you said you were shooting pool with your friends, Mm -hmm. but every night. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And then also look for missing money. Mm -hmm. Because you see, and particularly for husbands here, it's also applicable to wives, but sometimes not as often. If indeed they're doing something they shouldn't do, most things cost money. If they're meeting off someplace to be together and they need a room, God forbid, that costs money. Mm-hmm. If if they are into gambling, obviously that costs money. 
so you look for missing money as well. And what I mean by that is that that you say, wait a minute, we usually have more money than this. Here's $100 missing here, or here's your $200 missing there. And when you start asking about it, mm-hmm. it's back to that very first one, right. the responses. Right. The responses are vague or and defensive. evasive because of the fact that usually they would just say, oh, I did this. Yeah, okay, fine. But now it becomes shifty, those kinds of things. So missing money, missing time, and missing affection. Like he or she used to come in and give you a kiss, give you a hug, cuddle you in bed. And now they're beginning to move away from that. And so it's like, I'm not getting the affection from you I used to get. Now, again, in and of itself, by itself, can mean any number of things, including somebody having a bad day. Mm-hmm. But in culmination. Now, this right. one also has a caveat. Right. Sometimes... Sometimes there's an increase of affection mm-hmm. that comes seemingly out of nowhere where you're starting to have sex more or they're holding your hand more or they're hugging you more. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because they might feel guilty about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And out of that guilt, it urges them, pushes them to be even more affectionate. Either guilty or ambivalent. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I want to leave you for this person. Mm-hmm. And so that one actually has an opposite as well. Sometimes it's not missing. Sometimes it's increased. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you've had the R and the D and the M. And here's the A. Altered or new things. Meaning that they're not doing things the way they used to do them. So, for example, the appearance changes. I mean, for years they've struggled with the weight. But all of a sudden now, they're able to start losing the weight, working out. They start dressing better than they ever have. They change hairstyles to new hairstyle. Now, again, in and of itself, by itself, that might not mean anything. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the combination of these things together and they start changing the way they look, often that can mean mm-hmm. I'm trying to impress somebody Someone. else. Right. I want to make sure he or she finds me attractive. Mm-hmm. But not just that. Altered beliefs and values. Like, for example, maybe they used to stand strong saying things like, adultery is wrong. I can't say anybody would do that. Or people shouldn't gamble their money away or whatever it might be. But in conversations or when you're around them or even watching television, you see that they have started shifting their beliefs and values to where, well, I can kind of see that. I can understand why people would do that. Now, in and of itself, it might just be a transition in life. But coupled with all these other things, when they start changing their beliefs and values and you start hearing things from them you didn't hear before, that can be a really bad sign. And if you're involved in your religion, whether that's Christianity, Judaism, Islam, whatever it might be, if you're involved in your involved in your religion and they begin to pull away from that, they don't go to a church as uh, to church as much as they used to, or start talking about all the hypocrites mm. that are there, or like, man, I don't know if I believe all that stuff anymore. So it's not just a change in appearance; it's changes in beliefs and values and religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that not long ago with a couple where that uh, the husband who used to be very active in church mm-hmm. just quit going to church altogether. Right? No, he didn't stop immediately. And then the other thing that would be altered would be involvement with you or with your kids. Like, hey, every Saturday, he or she used to take the kids and do this. We used to do a lot of picnics together. We did these things. We did those things. And now that's not happening anymore. Uh, If that's occurring, again, in this big picture, it could be a bad sign. Not necessarily infidelity, although it may be. But even something, I mean, all of this, if this stuff is happening, then there's something else going on. And it might not be an addiction or infidelity, but there could, these are signs that something's going on. I should look into it. Right. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. Because 
if you don't and these things keep happening, your marriage is going to end up in a bad place anyway. Right. <laughs> so, if something really is going on, it yeah, will. Now, absolutely. No, if these kind of things are happening shortly after your husband or wife loses mm-hmm. a parent and it or lasts a job, for a short period or, of time, yes. th- then probably you still shouldn't panic about this. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's a natural reaction to the loss of a parent or loss of a job or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So, Again, be wise with this. And you're looking at things that, that don't have other explanations that make a lot of sense. Right. Well, we finally get to the P of the roadmap. So the R-D-M-A-P. And the P talks about what's protected. So, for example, if they're not protecting their devices beforehand, they'd leave their cell phone here. They'd leave their email open and all those kinds of things. And, and if you picked it up, nobody would have a big deal like, hey, here, you forgot your cell phone. And they don't panic the fact that you pick it up and that you hand it to them or that the email is open. And you say you left your email open. But now all of a sudden it's like, no, they keep that thing right there with them all the time. Not face up, but face down. Mm-hmm. And if you even touch it, it's like, why are you touching my stuff? Or how dare you look into my email? And so if they have protection. Protected devices, the protected communication means. Hmm. So it could be email, it could be text, it could be whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. If those things are now protected that they didn't used to be, you have to be wondering why. Yeah, what is it that you're afraid that I'm going to see? But it also can be protected places. Like before, you could drop by work. But now it's like, no, 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 you don't need to come there. Don't come by work anymore. You disturb me. You mess up things. People don't understand why you're there. Or a protected part of the house. Like, this is now my man cave or woman cave. Don't come in there. Don't touch my stuff. Don't bother my stuff. They get protected places. Or or in a situation that we know of where God did say, I'm going out to play pool. And he'd leave and come back in at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Part of that protection was, you're not allowed to call me right. while I'm gone. You right. can text me, and I'll text back, but you're not allowed to call me. Right. Now, in that particular situation, it was not because of what they would hear in the background, like he really was playing pool with his friends. In that particular situation, it's because the other person he was with would discover that he was actually talking to his wife or children. And he didn't want them to know. Didn't want her, the other woman, to know that he had that. Mm -hmm. So protected places, protected areas, protected Mm -hmm. time. If they're protecting things and, and you're shunned from that, banned from that, can't get to that, not a good sign. And finally, protected storage. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is this. It could be that you find out that uh, a bill comes across mm-hmm. and it's for a safety deposit box mm-hmm. that you didn't know you guys had and you have no access to. Or or you find a statement comes in the mail that there's a different checking account. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you see a different card in their wallet. Oh, I've okay, got a credit card that you're mm-hmm. not aware of, don't know anything about. And it's like, I don't know anything about that. Uh, what is that? And then we're back to the evasive answers. Mm-hmm. And this is none of your business. And boy, why are you making a mountain out of a molehill? Why are you causing a problem when there is no problem? Mm-hmm. And then maybe even getting you to question your own sanity. Mm-hmm. How could you possibly think like that? But if they have protected storage of things because maybe the other person is giving them little gifts and they want to hide those from you Mm -hmm. or protected money Mm -hmm. or anything else like that. Those are not good signs. So you heard the roadmap. Mm -hmm. Now you heard Kimberly. We're going to say it again. This does not necessarily mean infidelity. It does not necessarily mean addiction, but if all of these things are changing, or at least most of these things are changing, something is happening. Now, if it makes sense because he or she just lost a mom or dad or just lost a job and it's relatively temporary, you probably shouldn't panic about it. Like, 
we get it. But if there's no really valid explanation for this, and he or she won't talk to you, mm-hmm. uh, then it's time to think to maybe something more. Now, let's go back to what you said at the very beginning, Kimberly. We know that sometimes people say, well, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to hide a GPS in his or her car, or uh, maybe I'm going to hire a private detective, right. or I'm going to start sneaking around trying to follow him. Uh, what are the pros and cons of that? Well, the pro is you'll figure out real quick what's going on. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only pro. The con is it can be expensive. That's one con. But a bigger con is that when your spouse finds out that's what you've done, even if they're in the wrong, if they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, then all of a sudden, it's not what they're doing that's the issue. Mm-hmm. It's what you just did that mm-hmm. is the issue. And um, you lose your leverage of being able to help rectify the situation because they're going to be very mad at you. Yeah. As ridiculous as it may sound. Yeah. It's not about my adultery. It's about how dare you violate my privacy. Mm-hmm. No, from an objective third party, you look at it and go, what? Right. <laughs> what about the pot in the kettle kind of thing? Right. But they actually use that and say, that just justifies what I've already thought about you. You're controlling. You're mm-hmm. dominating. I can't live with you, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Now, I have on occasion witnessed it where it actually worked the other way, where the person got caught like that, and they really did fess up, and they dealt with it. But it's always been rare. Mm-hmm. It's happened, but it's rare. Now, if you want to roll the dice and see if it works for you, you can go ahead and do that if that's what you wish to do. Or if you've already decided, I just want to know for sure, because if it's happening, I'm going to divorce that person, then why not? Do whatever you want to do when it comes to GPSs and detectives and etc. But if you think you really want to save this marriage, then that's probably not the best way to do it. So... People might be thinking, okay, well, I've got these things going, but I don't really know. What do I do next? We recommend that even though he or she's been being evasive, that you still have a conversation. And the conversation would be something like this. I'm not attacking you. I'm not accusing you. But you see, let me just list some things that have been bothering me. As a matter of fact, you might want to go right down the roadmap. Not saying we got the roadmap from marriage helper. Right. <laughs> they think you're in an affair. Here's what they said to look for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> because then they won't listen to anything you say. But yeah. it's like, it's bothering me that these changes have been occurring. The evasiveness, all the things that we've talked about so far. And so I'm asking you to respect me enough to tell me the truth. I'm not going to attack you. I'm not going to do some dreadful, drastic, terrible thing. I'm just asking you to respect me enough to tell me the truth about this. Now, believe it or not, we have seen on many occasions where that actually has worked. Right. When a person doesn't, when a person feels safe to tell the truth, and that's the key here. Mm -hmm. If there's a history of you attacking them, getting angry at them for telling you the truth, it might be harder for them to come clean about it. But if you actually say it in the tone that Joe just used, where you're calm, where it's the right situation, and if you actually live up to the promise you make of, you can tell me I'm not going to attack you. Mm-hmm. That's a key here. Then if when they open up, if they feel comfortable and secure enough to open up and tell you the truth, then that's where huge strides can be made. Even if an affair is still going on, that's huge right. strides can be made in order to fix your marriage. And if they don't open up and tell you the truth, mm-hmm. then you can end the conversation something like this. Well, thank you for listening. And let me tell you what I feel. And I want to tell you that the door is open. If at any point there's something that you feel that I should know, because you respect me, then I'm going to be acting calmly whenever that happens. I'm not here to hurt you. I still love you. And so you leave the door open that if they're not telling you the truth now, 
Now, the -hmm. next thing you do is you become vigilant. We don't mean necessarily hiding the GPS in the car, hiring the the private detective, but you begin to pay more attention because inevitably people mess up. Mm -hmm. At some point, if indeed he or she's really into this, they're going to accidentally get their love letter mixed up in the regular mail. Right. Or or a phone call is going to come to the wrong place. Right. Or an email is going to go in the wrong direction. And so you become vigilant, paying attention as to what the signs may be. In other words, you don't just wash it away and say, I'm just going to live with it no matter what. You pay attention. And if the evidence comes across that way, then you have the next conversation. And it's like, I didn't pry. Right. I didn't snoop. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they can't attack you. This is how I discovered this. It may even be that one of his or her friends actually will come to you to tell you. Mm-hmm. That's not unusual. Sometimes they'll do that. Mm-hmm. And when you talk to him or her then, you can say, I found this, and this is how I found it. Or your friend came and told me this, and this is the conversation that occurred, or whatever it is. And still, the very things we said earlier, be calm right. if you want to save the marriage. Now, if you want to divorce them, Yell, scream, get to your attorney and get rid of them. But if you want to save the marriage, then you're going to need the right kind of help. Mm-hmm. There are people out there to help you, but we definitely are in that group. Mm-hmm. And so what we'd ask you to do is to trust us enough that we, because we deal with these things every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Every day with thousands upon thousands of couples, not just from around America, but from around the world. In the last workshop we did, we had couples there from uh, Germany, for example. We recently had people from Hong Kong, Singapore, Beijing, and Canada, and all across America. So wherever you live, we will help you as much as we possibly can. We have things we can do. We can offer coaching for you by phone, FaceTime, whatever it might be. We have an intensive three-day workshop we can help you with that we'll be glad to tell you about, but don't have time to explain here. We even have an online course for you. If indeed you discover that your spouse doesn't want to be in the marriage, but you still do, we can guide you through the things that, if anything works, this will. And so they can find us how. You can call us at 866-903-0990, or you can also visit us online at marriagehelper.com. Be sure to do that. And talking about the roadmap. You're watching it because you probably are suspecting something. Let us know what you think about what we have said, about the tips that we have given. Let us know how you might implement this. If there's given any hope to you, we want to know that. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. We exist to help save marriages and strengthen families. We look forward to interacting with you on the next episode of Relationship Radio.